Hello and welcome to Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven. I'm your host, Catherine McPhail. I'm an architect working in eastern Massachusetts, mostly on uh, additions and renovations to existing homes around here. And I create this podcast as a library of information for my clients and everybody else who would like to learn something about home renovations before they start their project. So I'm talking to you today from my new home office, which is located in the corner of my unfinished basement. To be honest, it's a little cold and damp down here. Otherwise, it's great. This episode I'm doing is something different. I usually interview experts, but today I am going to address the issues I've been discussing with friends and family lately about the changing perception of our home spaces, as most of us stay home all the time. I just have to say that this is such a horrible time that it feels almost tone deaf to continue on with this podcast and even with my work, you know, the work I do, like pricing out appliances or designing game rooms, rearranging floor plans, just living my normal life seems uncomfortable, but I really believe that we need to keep try to keep on going, living life as much as we can. And so, of course, we need to keep working if we can to pay the bills, but we just also need to live while we're alive. I feel like maybe that seems a little dark, but our lives have changed and those of us with non-essential jobs are staying home. We work at home, we're homeschooling. We shop once a week, which some of us have never done. We need private space. Um, We need food storage. We need dry goods storage. You know who you are. So we're working at home or homeschooling. I realize this is a position of privilege and many people can't work at home. They can't even think about changing their spaces. So I'm just acknowledging that I, I realize that I'm in a position of privilege. But if all else is fairly stable in your personal world, you might be thinking about your home and how it functions, especially if you're sharing your space with a few others. And I'm always one for dreaming about ideal personal spaces. So I encourage you to dream a little about what your ideal personal space could be like in the future. And of course, we all hope that the future is like um, two months ago, but maybe the future is going to be look a little different than the past. So will more of us work from home? Will we decide we we're wasting time and money on our commute and telecommute from home more often? Will our companies realize they don't need all that office space they were renting and uh, force some of us to work at home? What if we had to school remotely or homeschool regularly? So because I'm working at home six days a week still, on the top of my mind is personal workspace or a home office. So in my mind, an ideal home office is out of the main flow of the household where you can be undisturbed for long periods of time. So having a home office that's separate from the rest of the house would be ideal. A lot of my clients maybe use a spare bedroom or they just plan to use a spare bedroom for home office. But to me, that's too much in the flow of everything happening for that to be ideal. So how much space do you actually need for what you do? Thinking about my own office, I need space for, let's say, an eight-foot table for my monitor And my laptop and, well, looking around, looks like I need space for my piles of uh, papers and books. But I need space for my materials. I need a printer. Some things that I need for my work, I don't really need to have in my space, though. So I can store those elsewhere. 
uh, at one point I was designing these little accessory buildings that could would be used as home offices where you could work alone. My favorite ones were the ones where you could just be alone in there. And in fact, I, I had one that I called Focus and a really small one that I called Alone. So alone was the minimum amount of space one person would need, but no one else could come in there with you, not even the dog. There was not enough space for anything else except one person. And, you know, I designed this at a time when all I wanted in life was to have some space of my very own. Anyway, I still think those would be great. You could, depends on your zoning, if you'd be allowed to have an accessory building, but you could also just attach it somewhere to the outside of your house and have it be like a little a little piece attached to your house, but you actually have to leave your house to go to the office, which psychologically I feel is important for me anyway. So, but basically my needs for my space I need to be out of the way, so it takes some effort for my family to come to me. I need to be able to leave my workout and not have to clean it up. That's something that's important to me. Uh, in the absence of all that, noise-canceling headphones help to create our own personal spaces, but that's an aside. Anyway, regarding homeschooling, I've been reading a lot about homeschooling recently, people being thrown into it. So I homeschooled my kids for years for 13 years overall between three kids and people kind of assumed I had a classroom set up at home with like a globe and a flag and a chalkboard at the front, like the, like a one room schoolhouse. But that was not at all the case. We actually just spread all over the house. We didn't have a special room to dedicate to schooling. We just didn't have that, that kind of space available in our house or made it a priority. Anyway, we weren't even home that much because back then you could actually go out and do stuff. Um, take classes at museums, field trips. We just didn't spend that much time at home. But if I had to design a space now for children who have to learn at home and be at home all the time with their families, because remember, they have to be with their families as well as us having to share our homes with young people who make a lot of noise, I would think of it as kind of like a children's home office. And assuming they're a couple siblings and they're not twins, they have different needs at different ages, but... Each child would have his or her own learning space, like a desk or whatever is appropriate for their age. There would be an art table in there and an experiment table. I imagine it kind of being a big room. There would be lots of shelves for books. There would be comfortable chairs for reading. And there would be a large screen TV for watching videos, documentaries, and other educational content, of course, and learning remotely because you're having a giant Zoom meeting with your class on this big screen TV. Now that would be pretty cool. There'd also be a refrigerator for snacks and a sink for washing hands and washing up brushes and just for having water nearby. Uh, it would be a space for kids to be away from everyone else. They would probably like it and stay in there for long periods of time. They could leave their experiments and their projects out. Um, as you can see, that's something that's important to me. I feel like it just disturbs the momentum of a project to have to put it away. That's my logic. Um, they also have a delineation between work and home, which is important to adults and I think also important to kids. And I know kids need constant supervision and I also believe that they, depending on their age, of course, but I think that they can get absorbed if they have their own space and their own projects that they're doing. I think they can get absorbed in those projects for long periods of time without adult intervention. And uh, it's kind of nice. So when you spend all day, every day at home with your family, it is no secret that I've never been a fan of open space. 
I made a video about it last year to have on my YouTube channel. I can link to it in the show notes. So I live in a typical house from my area and meaning it's, it's about 2,400 square feet. It's big compared to some houses. It's just not big compared to other houses. Um, on the first floor, we have a vestibule, a hall, a kitchen, dining room, living room, and then a side room. I bought the house from Hoarders, also a video I've got on my YouTube channel if you're interested. And they didn't do any renovations or change the original doors or layout for the 60 years they lived here. When our house was built, there were two houses almost identical built adjacent to ours. When we moved in, we had all our neighbors over and the woman who lived in one of the identical houses she came into the house and she, okay, we have these, um, when you're in the living room, you can close all three doors. There's a door to the side room, a door to the dining room, and a door to the front hall with two side lights. So they're all glass doors, uh, French doors. And anyway, she came into my house and told me that they had removed all of those doors when they moved into the house so that it was all more open. And she felt like she regretted it because honestly, it is really great to be able to be in the living room and shut all the doors. And so they let light in, but it kind of cuts down on the sound transmission. So it helps so much to be able to function with four other people living in the house at the same time. Someone could be watching TV in the side room with the door closed. Someone can be on the phone in the living room while others listen to a podcast and do a puzzle in the dining room. We can all be together in the public spaces of the house while not doing the same thing. I always encourage my clients to think about this when they're creating their spaces and um, for the most part, they don't really listen. But I'm wondering how people are going to feel about, um, you know, private, what I call private public spaces going forward. So, of course, we need more storage space for our, um, our dry goods and all the rest of the stuff that we have to bulk buy because we can't go out every day to shop. I don't live in a place with a lovely market that I go shopping every day. So honestly, I'm kind of glad we're getting in the habit of just going to the supermarket once a week. But it does it does require us to store all of the stuff that we buy somewhere. So I don't have enough kitchen storage right now. That's something that's on my mind if I ever did a kitchen renovation. I would definitely need more food storage. Anyway, I'm encouraging people to dream about their ideal spaces. Like right now, um, my home office is, as I said, in an unfinished basement. So if I were to dream about how this might be improved, it's actually not bad. People don't come down here. I have enough space and I have three windows and a door. What is missing is heat. Heat would be nice. It would be nice to have it be a little more cozy. It would be nice to have a some kind of a curtain between my office and the rest of the basement, like the furnace and uh, the washer dryer. I'm assuming this is not my permanent office, but if it were, I'd like to sit here and think about how I could make it perfect. I have this idea for a new space in our houses that I feel is going to be something that we're all going to want people to do, including our family, even ourselves, wash our hands right when we come into the house. So you don't have to have somebody coming into your house and, and then not washing their hands and you keep looking at everything they're touching, thinking, oh, where have you been? And you haven't washed your hands. You could have this beautiful sink essentially in your front hall or wherever it is that people enter your home. So this may have to be part of renovations because I don't know how many of us have existing spaces where we could set up this kind of thing, but 
basically where people take off their shoes and they are offered slippers and then they also can wash their hands in what could be a beautiful vessel sink on top of a piece of furniture or a beautiful piece of stone or anyway it could be it could be not just a sink hanging on the wall but it could be kind of like a, a transition cleansing space and I'm just planting the seed I've mentioned this to a lot of people and I have gotten no enthusiastic response but I'm putting it out there as what I think the future may hold for front entryways so you know if you're feeling so inclined now would actually be a great time to contact a design professional architect designer interior designer whoever you're thinking of using contact them and see what their current plan is I know a lot of my colleagues are making plans to transition to being online working online I mean um, I personally have been working with clients for years over Zoom and it's great and it works really well. I share my screen with my clients during meetings. We look at the drawings, we look at the models, I design, change walls, add windows, change locations of windows and everything in real time. So we're looking at it as way more efficient. I think back to 20 years ago when we were hand drawing everything and um, it's just so much, it's just so much more dynamic and it's just quicker now to do it that way. So I, I mean, of course, visiting the house in person is important and I can't do that right now. So for measuring the house, I've, I think probably what I would do is ask people to um, help me measure if they are willing to do that. I can send them the equipment they'll need and they could measure while I'm formulating the plan on my end simultaneously. So Anyway, it's possible to do that. Any architect or designer could do this. They just need to get comfortable with technology, and I know that's going to be coming. Um, but it's worth asking to see what their current work plan is and and if you guys could work together. And I think people will be quick to catch up to the current technologies that we have. So those are my thoughts, some of my thoughts about homes and how we might alter them a little bit moving forward. Of course, nobody really knows what's going to happen with our world. And I hope you are all safe and you all stay well. Thank you for listening. And I'd love it if you joined my Facebook community where we can talk about these issues. It can be found on Facebook at Talking Home Renovations. You can also send me an email I'm not even sure my email works because I have never gotten an email from a listener. So if you want to make my day, send me an email at thehousemaven at talkinghomerenovations.com. As usual, this episode has been produced by my architecture firm, Demios Architects. You can check out that website at www.demiosarchitects.com. It's got some information, a lot of blog posts. It has links to all of my videos. So if you've got extra time on your hands, come over to my website and check it out. We'll be back next week with some uh, interesting information about the psychology of space. I'll be talking to interior designer Catherine Goldenoak, who you may remember from episode five on lighting design. So until then, take care.